This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Also presents Take Care On Air. Interviews, current affairs and events from across Victoria. Also is your community hub and also is proud to sponsor Joy. Hello and welcome to our Valentine's special Take Care On Air. It's love with a twist today, isn't it, Crusader? It is. I've even got my love-hate t-shirt. Oh, it does too. It's so cute. Love, love, hate Valentine's Day. Uh, Look, I love Valentine's Day, so it's going to be a bit like one of those episodes of Margaret Pomerantz and What's-His-Name where we're going to uh, disagree with each other. I always say the more love there is, the more love there is. I'm definitely Margaret. (laughs) Okay, I'll be What's-His-Name. David. Exactly. Today on the show, we'll be talking quite a few things, but among them, sexual practices across generations X and Y. And we're going to be going to an alternative VD party or a Valentine's Day party, if you like it. And in fact, they're on my side. They hate Valentine's Day. I know. And in fact, I American thing. I changed that word because you had written anti-Valentine's Day and I couldn't face it. So I put alternate, alternate, the other Valentine's Day party. Anyway, um, and of course, lots more. But first up, we've got Why Gender. We've got Sim Kennedy on the line. And Why Gender is an activist and social group for young trans and genderqueer people to meet and share ideas. And it was set up in late 2010. And before that, there really wasn't anything for young trans people. These people are not very well looked after by the existing youth groups, even though they might be welcome. It doesn't really actually have the expertise that something like Why Gender has. So welcome to Take Care On Air, Sim. Hey, how's it going? Very well. You're talking to Kath Duncan and Chris Ada. Hello there. Hey, um, Sim, first, could you tell us how you got involved in Why Gender? It was 2010 and I went to some community groups and was sitting in my uni course. I'd just begun my own gender transition and also I was in my first year of my youth work degree. And something we learn about in the course is, you know, different communities and marginalised communities and um, social issues. And when we talked about the same-sex attractive community, um, often in the acronym GLBTIQ, there wasn't really much going on to do with gender diverse stuff. Yep. So I went out there and did my own research about what was out there and after leaving the community for a couple of years, after doing a lot of voluntary work in the, um, with same-sex attracted young people, like voluntary work through minus 18 and stuff, Yep. Um, I came along and we set up a youth group for transgender young people and gender diverse young people. And so, Sim, you, you were obviously one of the people that, that set it all up and you gave us a really good reason as to why that happened. Are you finding that since you've set it up that there there seems to be sort of starting to get a better recognition of of particularly gender questioning and sex diverse and gender diverse young people? Yeah, I think that it's created uh, a large network and other groups just know where to find people to start learning more about this stuff just by talking to people about their personal experiences uh, find out more about resources and things like that. So um, it's really created a lot more opportunities 
and ways for young people to meet each other. It's all going through the same thing. And from a personal point of view, do you think it's actually more difficult, similar challenges or whatever, being a same-sex attracted person than being a gender diverse person? What, in, in terms of youth, did, did you find out much about the sorts of challenges, issues and risks that are facing those different uh, groups? Um, a lot of things are similar, for example, reactions from family when coming out, but when it comes to physically transitioning your sex from male to female or female to male, there's a lot more difficulties. Um, Specifically to being young people, we haven't had the time to work heaps and um, Mm. raise money and save money. Yeah, good point. And um, it's very expensive uh, to go about your physical transition um, in all over the world, basically. There's some places that there's more assistance, but nothing's covered by Medicare or not even um, accepted in public hospitals. That's pretty hard. Yeah, it's very hard. Can you tell us about some of the events that Y-Gender has on every month? Well, we do a range of things. Basically, um, we've got uh, several young people on our committee and organising the events each month. We do a social event, a discussion group, project space where we're creating resources. Yeah, we meet about four times every month. And how do people find out how to get involved in Ygender? Just go to ygender.com and... So that's just Y-G-N-D-E-R. Very simple. Yeah, very straightforward. Yeah. So, Sim, what are you looking forward to uh, for the year? Any big parties coming up? Yeah, last year we organised an event for Transgender Day of Remembrance in November. Oh, what a cool idea. Yeah, heaps of people came along and it was really respectful and to gather on that day and late November this year we plan on doing another big event for it but before then we hope to do other things like art exhibitions where the wider community can come along and yeah, just heaps of things up there. Every couple of months we do something bigger besides our monthly program. Now, um, Sim, I don't know if you've been following the Age newspaper um, lately, but recently there was an article which mostly quoted the um, lecturer, Sheila Jeffries, about the industry of transgenderism. But it was talking about a lot of the um, younger people, you know, uh, we're talking about prepubescent in some cases, um, kids who who have pretty much lived in the opposite gender their whole childhood, uh, with the support of their families and what's happening is that with some of these um, children they're actually being given hormone blockers so that they don't start developing the you know the sex characteristics of of the body that they don't feel comfortable in it have you been following that stuff very much uh, i haven't even met anyone personally who's been on the puberty blockers with our group it's mostly people aged 16 to 30, but I will be meeting people who are children who are transsexual and transgender next week, actually, because there's a new group for parents and families of children who realise a lot earlier. And and look, some of these uh, children from the age of seven and eight have been allowed to live within the the gender of the one they feel most comfortable in. That's a very big change. Although, look, you know, I have to say almost 15 years ago, I interviewed a family where that was the case at a Steiner school where um, they had a son who saw herself as a daughter and they just completely hurt the whole 
family, including um, her brothers, just basically allowed her to express herself as that. And the school she went to, the Steiner School in Richmond, also allowed that. So it, it's certainly not new, but it must be actually quite um, good to be thinking that there's a lot more people out there who are willing to take a stand for the kids on these issues. Yeah, it's... It's great to see so many supportive families when you do hear in the media about people realising their gender identity during childhood. Mm, yep. and, and was it for you, did you uh, did you have sort of early signs of recognising your gender identity in childhood? Uh, me personally, I was between the ages of seven and nine and saying things like, oh, I'm in the wrong body and family just said it's not really an option and I was the sort of person who didn't want to upset anyone else's feelings so I just put up with it and didn't think it was an option either but then when I was over 18 and everything I made the decision and yeah I've transitioned a lot since then. Well it's a brave thing to do at any time in your life so congratulations Sim and if people want to get in touch with Why Gender and start getting involved in the event and listen you don't get funding um, so anyone out there wants to donate something as well go to whygender.com Thanks, Pete. Thanks a lot. Sim Kennedy there from Why Gender. You're with Take Care On Air on Joy 94.9. If you'd like to make a comment about the show or, you know, ask a question, do email us on onair at joy.org.au. Stay tuned because in just a moment we're going to be talking trough. I can't wait. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Well, it is that special day today, whether you celebrate it or not. But we do have a tip. If you're feeling unloved today and tonight, don't stay home alone, depressed that you're dressed and not getting pressed. It really is a time to party at the other, or as some people put it, the anti-Valentine's Day event, VD, back due to popular demand and an increase in viral activity. The party's run by Ms. Erin Tasmania and Leather Lockley, I love that name, and don't forget VD is for everybody, and we're joined by Erin. I've got the lowdown for you. Hey Erin, thanks Hello. for joining us. Tell us about the party tonight. Yes, we have, it's called, so it's called Happy VD, you know, on Valentine's Day, there's a, it can be a bit lonely if you're if you're single, or there's all this pressure to to be in love in a particular yep. kind of way that involves chocolates and roses. And we just thought we'd do something a bit different and celebrate actual VD. <laughs> okay, so um, tell us some of the other things that are on. Speed hating just sort of cracks me up. What else is happening? Speed hating. We've got some uh, special game called Perfect Snatch. <laughs> well, we're giving away uh, STDs and condoms. We've got uh, labels for people when they walk in, they can pick. They want to be on a rear or syphilis and clap or weird-looking cold sore. <laughs> um, it's a lovely way to meet other people, you know, if they've got the same affliction. That's right. So and you can, we'll be doing you can a, mix a and match. Up, which is a, what's that? You can mix and match your diseases. Exactly. Exactly. Or swap them around. Where did this crazy idea come from? Out of desperation, I think. <laughs> Can I can I ask you now? Here we are. We're going hard on the anti Valentine's Day, but you know, do, are you in love with anyone? Um, I'm in love with lots of people, but not in a not necessarily in the particular romantic way. Oh, perfect! I love answer. loads of people. <laughs> Yes, I think that the more love there is, the more love there is for everybody, really. And yeah, that's it's, right. It's all happening at the Fox Hotel. That's right, on Wellington Street. And we're also, we'll be, I'm doing a, a raffle. We've got some great prizes from Hares and Hyenas and the Also Foundation and Living Burrito Loco, some fantastic prizes. And we're raising money for um, a volunteer program that I've 
worked for for years, which is an after-school care program for uh, kids in Collingwood. And Who, that, that, what are they thing, called again? It's called Livewires. And Livewires has just been defunded, hasn't it? That's right. Yeah, which yeah. is a bit it's mean. It's a great program. Yeah. There's an event called uh, Five in Five, which started last year, and that's where you go on five dates in five weeks to raise money for local charity. And people have um, there's still time to take part in that, and we'll be giving the money to the Five in Five, which then goes to Live Wires. Oh, fantastic! Why did they have their funding cut? Do you know that or not? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure at all. I mean, I would have I thought in an area like that with lots of working people that after-school care was kind of fairly important, really. And the housing yeah, commission. Yeah, well, it's a great program and it's a lot of fun too. I really enjoy going down. I'll be there with the kids this afternoon um, and loads of really enthusiastic volunteers that are, that are taking part there. Hey, talking to your friends, do, do, do you really think there are people who feel like particularly unloved and lonely today? I think it does. Um, it does bring it to a head. I mean, all the advertising and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, you, you can't not think about it. Mm. And do you mean if you don't have like an intimate partner as opposed to, you know, loving your life? Yeah. Well, I suppose maybe if you've just broken up or or if all of your friends are going out on romantic dates and you're not, that Aww. sort of thing. Oh. Now, look, there's, <laughs> there's also going yeah, to be... A debut gig of an all-girl five-piece harmony singing Dolly alike punk that bluegrass, bluegrass band. punk. Yeah. So um, tell us about them. Sugar Puss. Well, um, a couple of them are friends of mine. Um, fantastic costumes. The girls all play different instruments um, and then all sing. So we've got beautiful five-part harmonies. And uh, I think some of the, most of the songs are originals, but they've got a couple of Dolly covers in there, of course. And, uh, yeah, I'm really, really, really interested to see what they're like. And are you emceeing? Yeah, I'll be running around yeah, emceeing with uh, Megan Palmer, uh, Leather Locklear, who organises dancetaria parties. Yep. Oh, wow. That's pretty good credentials yeah, good for game. doing it. Yeah, no, it sounds good. Look, what time does the fun kick off at the Fox? We're kicking tonight? off about 7 or 8. And what time are you running to? Till one. Oh, wow. Well, there oh, you go. a late yeah. night. You get all the way through <laughs> Valentine's night. Day. There's the excuse right. to not go to work tomorrow. Yeah. I it was, is a good excuse, isn't it? That's right. You can say that you were just like sad at home, but you yeah. weren't really. You were out and partying. And for charity, raising, yeah. you know, helping the kids. <laughs> and look, uh, beyond all that, uh, there is there are going to be things like safe sex packs and stuff there. There's a that's serious right. message behind all the fun. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, obviously, you know, spread VD is not really the the goal that we've got in mind, but it is lighthearted and, uh, yeah. Fantastic. And you're right. encouraging people to go off and use, you know, I really think you should be encouraging people to use those safe sex packs on the night just to feel a little better. Well, maybe we should give it this in demos. Oh, what a good idea. <laughs> and like all the jokes about, you know, disease and, and spreading it and all this and that and the other, are you going to kind of hit them hard in your MC role? I think we'll be raising that. I think we'll, um, I don't know if that's really my field of expertise, but um, <laughs> it'll definitely, <laughs> it's the point of the whole evening. I think you should work it, you know, work the theme. Yeah, we've yeah, been absolutely. we've been discussing love and anti-love here. I'm a bit of a love freak. Crusader's enjoying yeah. being cynical. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he can do that safe within the bounds of his 30-year relationship. I, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to say. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> uh, that's probably better, Crusader. Well done, Erin. The check is in the mail. Yes. <laughs>
Okay, well, look, uh, thanks for that. And people wanting to get more info, where would they go? Hey. Just turn well, up at the Fox tonight. Facebook. Oh, it's yeah, on come, Facebook. Come on down, of course it is, you know. <laughs> hey, um, just one last thing, the Wheel of Hortune. Have I said that right? That's right. I don't, I've got to talk to um, Leather Locklear about that. I'm not sure what that involves. I hope it's not me being strapped up to a wheel. I, I don't know. It seems to be something about music. It says, name the slutty songs. Oh, okay. That's what she's got in mind. All right. Ah, well, it's going to be a surprise for not just us, not just the participants. So then again, you know, if you want to go and happy VD it up tonight, I'm very tempted to go myself, actually. Fox come Hotel. Spread it. No longer be single and dateless. Is that the right word? Or dateless and you desperate? You can be in or... a couple and, and come, yeah. Yeah, why not? Go we'll and... threesomes as well, you know. It's a perfect place for threesomes to celebrate VD. Oh, well, exactly. Crusader will bear that in mind. <laughs> Okay, thanks a lot for talking to us, Erin. Erin Tasmania there. Okay, see you guys later. Look, how can you resist, really? You know, unless you're dead tonight, really. You've got no excuse but to go. Coming up in just a moment, have we found the trough yet? Joy 94.9. Oh, look, I'm I'm very excited every time I see a new trough poster. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I'm not... I, it just kills me. And they've become... The trough faggot parties have become legendary in Melbourne. As much for those amazing posters and artwork as for the parties themselves. Now, a little while back, the trough party morphed into the trough X party, a men-only dance party held at Club 80, and it's a well-known sex on-premises venue for the more sexually adventurous men in our community. And we're joined by trough X party co-creator, Nick Dimopoulos. You got that right. I did. Amazing. Hey, Nick. Hey. Hey, can you tell us how did these parties start? Ah, long time ago, long time ago. Uh, Actually, um, 2005 is where it all started as Trophagate Party uh, with myself and uh, other co-founder, Timothy Moore. And it literally was uh, a conversation we just once had just over, over the phone saying, hey, we should just... Doing, try doing a one-off party involving uh, friends of ours, uh, DJ friends of ours that weren't really sort of playing much around, particularly in the gay um, <laughs> clubs and bars. Um, and that just, yeah, this one-off um, became turned into a monster, actually. <laughs> I really like the name. I think Trough is like yes. a totally yes. we were attractive all into <laughs> name. It sort of plays on a whole lot of different yes. feelings it about, you know... <laughs> <laughs> the name worked for and against us in a way um, uh-huh. because people obviously thought. Um, well, they were often disappointed <laughs> when they turned up. Well, there were, there, the, well, the funny thing, the first few, there were a few uh, rocking up all ready to go for um, a uh, water yeah. sports night. A water sport night, yes, yeah. yes. Of how, course, how do I, how do I put it delicately? Yeah. Um, and and they instead walking into like a kind of crazy dance party and um, with lots of they, they got in, they got involved though. Eventually, they had fun, um, but. Um, yeah, we, we kind of almost liked that confusion, you know, like, um, you know, what, what is in a name exactly? Um, and we, yeah, we always sort of said it was a, a trough is a place where men get together and, uh, or congregate, um, uh, you know. Oh, it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, and um, it then, it then sort of, um, that sort of became then the concept for the promotion material at the time, which was, um. Uh, I guess exploring uh, the theme of water water sports, but taking it very, very broadly and loosely, and that could be into drinking water or sweating or anything anything to do with... Sure, Nick. What? <laughs> yeah, it whatever. was very soft, actually, very soft. Maybe there was one fly that was taken to a literal point. But, um, no, we like to have fun with that and... and 
uh, hopefully people will realise very quickly we weren't being so serious about it. And, and, that, and that's the one thing that we uh, like to kind of carry through a lot of our work is, um, yeah, not, not to be too serious and bring some humour back into... Is it, true, is it true, though, that the yeah. artwork behind the parties is more important to you in some ways? Well, um, yeah. I, look, uh, <laughs> it's not so much more important. But, the but party's it, it, the excuse the, the, <laughs> for the posters. The party is sort of, I guess, the vehicle and then uh, where it goes from there uh, is kind of more interesting in a way, you know. And it, like, I mean, my background is graphic designer, art director, and for, for, for many years I've been producing promotion material. So it was like, it, it was something I could kind of have complete control over and go... Oh, are you a, like a casting couch type photographer? Yes. Well, myself and 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 John, who um, John Salvers, who I yeah. uh, work with on these wonderful, amazing, crazy campaigns. So, how do you select uh, the gorgeous hunks that go um, on the posters? Well, uh, a lot of times it's actually the guys that attend the party. Um, huh. But then also between myself and John, there is a a network there of uh, friends and uh, Facebook's very helpful. A stable. Too. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is, have, is very helpful. It's become the new... Um, now, having the parties uh, now in a, a sex-on-premises yep. venue, that must have shifted from the sort of like a um, bit of a taking the seat on the so whole <laughs> trough idea to now actually sort of like... Yeah, that was even uh, how, harder how, to, how has the, the crowd sort of responded to that? Uh, look, look, very well. I mean... Um, there are, I guess, there are those that know exactly what Club Eighty is, and um, and knowing that it's a dance party um, broadens the whole experience. Of yeah, it. look, it's a really good good way to experience Club yeah. Eighty. Yeah, absolutely, music. absolutely. I mean, there is this whole this whole young generation that um, have no idea. And would never ever go. And would, and would never go. I mean, yeah. there's, these days there's no need, I guess, to with Grinder and. Manhunt, everything's online, mm. hooking mm. up wise. And I guess the younger generation wouldn't need to kind of attend a space like Club 80 so to them. Oh, except, you know, I mean, it is a completely different sexual experience. It is. So it we're is. talking about that, how do, you know, it's very impossible to categorise uh, people's sexuality and things like that by yeah. age group and everything else. What are you noticing about sort of like, you know, Gen X and Gen Y in terms of the differences potentially of the sort of like the older gens? In terms of... Sex there. and sexuality and the way they congregate even Yeah, well, like, like I was just saying, um, in these days it's uh, a lot, I guess, easier to just hook up um, via your iPhone. Um, and these spaces like such as Club 80, um, even the saunas, it's, I guess for a lot of them it's like why pay that, that entry fee, you know, where I could just hook up with someone... Um, but isn't half the fun the voyeurism and the big? Well, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, uh, it's the surprise element, and and uh, it's also a lot more immediate in a way than than trying to hook up via your you know grinder etc. So it's actually like turning up and and knowing what's there, and then that's part of the fun is is the chase, I guess. How do you do? How do you run sort of parties like that? You know, responsibly in terms of you know safer sex and people taking care of each other in terms of you know substance use and, and all the rest. Well, how does all that work? I mean, the the, the the club itself, Club Eighty, does heavily promote um, all of this. I mean, if you just walk through the entire venue itself, there's some very heavy promotion about safe sex, and pretty much as soon as you enter, there's uh, yeah, all, enough enough information there. But in terms of the party itself, we, we do it, you know it, it is not a sex party; it is a dance party. So oh. yes, so I'm so sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little bit of both, though. Yeah, it, well, it is. Well, the, the God, venue I itself opens so. up that possibility, mainly upstairs. But the the the, the, 
dance space itself is the um, the basement, and it is that a great fun dance party. Have you ever it, thought about letting women in to watch? I would love to invite women. Unfortunately, the, the men only policies come from the venue, not from oh. us, the promoter. Yes, oh, yes, right. it is. This is um their license. I, I pay policy. a bit to watch. I, <clears throat> if I could, I would definitely smuggle in girls because oh, I know so many girls who. Why the own Nick? Yes. <laughs> I could drag up but, a bit, um, I'd be I? Crusader? Big trouble. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the whole men-only policy uh, really only came from uh, the venue itself, having that uh, licence, uh, the men-only licence. So, um, otherwise, we... Uh, I mean, the trough faker parties was always open to men and women, even though, of course, through the promotion, it was uh, leaning heavily towards men. Yeah. Interestingly, a lot of the stuff that you've been doing, and I know you're saying that the party and the artwork is equally important, but it does seem like you and John have really developed an amazing um, canon of work, if you want to call it. I mean, it's even had a... um, That's right, an exhibition. There's an exhibition coming up. It's a Mardi plug here. Yes, it's... um, Dr. Christopher Chapman from the curator of the National Portrait Gallery says that your expressionistic photographs, yours and John's, exploring contemporary masculinity and queer identity are coolly cerebral <laughs> in their layered symbolism and controlled choreography. And equally hot in the febrile skin sensitivity Ooh. they strongly evoke. <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, that's it's pretty worked for him. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a, a fairly sort of like a long-winded way of saying I, these photos really make me hot. Me on Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's it's great to kind of hear people's description and response to a lot of the work. Because mm. um, um, a lot of the time, uh, John and I uh, just produce this work. Uh, I mean, there's always there's a there's always an initial uh, concept stage, but then it evolves a lot. And especially on the day of the shoot, it almost becomes performative. You know, I and bet. things things just yeah. Uh, evolve and and it's kind of great to look back at things and saying how did this happen or this particular shot and sometimes it's well um, they're like tapestries of shots in, yeah, in lots yeah, of ways they're yeah. like sort of you know there's a whole lot of montage of bodies yeah. and different things and you, it seems like you pick certain objects like I'm not sure it was a hospital type thing last time yes, wasn't yes. it with melons yeah, of all sorts yeah <laughs> like um, I guess you'd call it healing wear you know um <laughs> <laughs> Which well, um, it looked like medical fetish. Wear, <laughs> they, well, yes, it does open yeah. up to uh, that, that whole, and there is a whole genre of uh, medical fetish. Um, oh, there is. Yes, and and it's, it's it was great to kind of play with that because it, a lot of people were very confused uh, where that was coming from because they, I mean, they are all based on uh, the hangy codes, which are symbolic of um, very different kinds of fetishes, and the more absurd they are, the more I uh, relish in them. I, I think they're just so such a great. How, how do they relate to the hanky codes? The, the Beige? Yeah. Oh, sorry. With yeah, in general, and and, and well, the beige one, obviously. Yeah. Well, look, I guess that's what I start with as the first uh, uh, rule of how we're going to approach this shoot. So, um, so there's already a guideline of what where the, th- the themes we're working with um, and from there I almost create new ones because it veers into other areas and then almost I'm creating a whole new code out of that and I mean the, the beige one was just uh, one uh, particular fetish which is rimming but I, I, I just took that further by looking at the whole colour beige and, um, and uh, the obvious one being skin and nude and flesh yeah. and um, that just sort of evolved into the whole medical theme And Now that exhibition that's in Sydney are we ever going to see a big exhibition of there trophy was, things in Melbourne? There was one for Midsummer a year ago 
I think so? it's time to haul it out again. <laughs> well, it was actually time for Sydney to see this because yeah, I, fair I, enough. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fair Melbourne enough, yeah. Have, have, has the actual party and, yep. and they get to kind of experience the posters all over town as for, well yeah well, well not for the next the next no but I mean they've had that experience yeah, yeah absolutely that. absolutely so this so is um, this like is dropping Mardi the bomb Gras? on there which is great Mardi Gras festival yeah it's part of Mardi Gras yes of course um, oh. and it's next uh, Thursday is the yep. opening 23rd of February, 23rd of February. you should yes, go up there Nick Gallery. you'll be bending them off I for the stick I am up there yeah don't you worry yeah I'm up there almost a week before just to prepare set up prepare yourself and the exhibition there'll be some surprises there Oh yeah! It won't be your ordinary uh, straight photography show. So there's um, fantastic. I can't imagine you making the straight photography show. Yeah, no. I just can't deal with that. So it's at the gallery gallery gaffer at two eighty one Clarence Street. All the details will be on the Mardi Gras website. Website. Yes, it's it's been. So if you're going up, check it out. Definitely. Please do. Mm. And thanks very much to Nick Demopoulos for coming in the studio today. You're welcome. Love your work. Mm -mm. I'm blushing. Oh, good. You're listening to a Joycast from GLB. TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. That pretty much wraps us up for the day here on Take Care On Air, doesn't it, Crusader? It does indeed. Ah. People are looking for something to do on Valentine's Day and they're feeling a little bit either cynical or desperate or dateless. Or you can just come around and see fun. me or go to a party. That's right. So go down to the Fox and support a really good cause. That's right. Have some fun and put your money in a good place. Well, we'll see you again next week. I'd like to say thanks to our fabulous panel op. Gazar, who's always there and always doing the right thing, unlike us sometimes. Never mind. Stay with Joy. Fabulous music coming up this afternoon and we'll see you again here, same time, same place, next week. Also presents Take Care On Air. Interviews, current affairs and events from across Victoria. Also is your community hub and also is proud to sponsor Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.